class is back in session. I'm Josh. And I am Jermaine Baxter, but my friends call me JB. And we have a special guest with us today. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Joe. Glad to be a part of the session today with y'all fellas. <laughs> Welcome. And these are views from the back of the class. So to get started today, we're going to be a little bit different than we have been in the past. We're going we're gonna to start uh, with actual news that's happening in real life. So <laughs> I actually, at- I can't believe it is crap literally is happening in real life no pun intended pun was definitely intended yeah in the news today if you look in san francisco they've established what they're calling a poop patrol i know i looked at the story i sent it out to, to jb to look at briefly i don't know if joe if you've seen it or not but the headline from the article from the san francisco chronicle says it's no laughing matter san francisco forming poop patrol to keep sidewalks clean and i I guess what's happening there, and, I, and I've seen it, is uh, there's poop on the sidewalk. Like, if you're walking around everywhere, there's crap everywhere. And it doesn't matter if you're in a good part of town, a seedier part of town. When I was there for a few days, it was crap everywhere. Like, you had to watch where you were stepping. So what, what kind of tripped me out about this whole thing, when you first said it, I thought, well, I thought it was kind of dumb to begin with. But I was like, all right, well, there's got to be, like, a problem with people and their dogs. No. And... Right. That's that's my point. When I read it and I found out this is human feces, I'm like, all right, burn the whole city down. Like, who does this? And how do you how do you even get to the point where you apparently from the article, you had a 20 pound bag <laughs> of human crap on the sidewalk? First of all, how do you even get 20 pounds of crap? I don't on the know. Bag? Like, is, is like who was pooping in a bag and then who's keeping it until it you get 20 pounds worth i mean yeah this gave me all <laughs> that's crazy crazy thing is i was thinking it was dogs i didn't even get that far no. <laughs> i think it was it was human that's i mean that would make sense right but like i was saying josh i've never been to san francisco so i'm not sure if you have jb no but, i haven't i mean it just sounds like, from what i heard like tenderloin i understand it's like the worst part of the town right <laughs> is it really yeah it's supposed Only to be thing i know about so, the tenderloin is off that uh <laughs> off the Dave Chappelle special <laughs> he was like tenderloin that's America's anus right here <laughs> that's pretty much all I know about it alright yeah it's, it can be pretty bad Yeah. you know when, when we went to San Francisco you know we got off the plane and, and we were like hey we don't need a rental car we're gonna Uber it and lift it or whatever so we took the we took like the train into the city you know I'm on like Google Maps taking us to the hotel and I'm I'm walking and there's literally you know smeared crap on the sidewalks and we're walking and i'm like you know i'm, I'm looking at the, the gps and stuff and i i'm looking at the area it looks kind of sketchy i'm like man what what is what's going on it was a lot of homeless people around um hanging out and it was this was like midday mm-hmm. and uh you know we're going to the hotel and I, i'm actually googling other <laughs> hotels in case we have to change a reservation in case <laughs> in case it's in like a bad area right. and you know donna she was like I don't know if she wasn't paying attention or not, but I didn't want her to know that I was, like, a little bit concerned. But now we get to the hotel, and it was fine. It was in a great area in the financial district or whatever. It was just a lot of homeless people, which I know San Francisco has. Right. And I think that's probably what's, what's adding to this problem. I imagine that's right. where it's coming from altogether. Like, I can't, I can't picture exactly. somebody with, <laughs> with access to a toilet would be pooping on the street on the regular. Right. Even from the pictures, though, they had pictures where, uh, this is downtown, it looks like, but by the government buildings, they've been cleaning it up. So it's like, even in the most public places, for this to happen is kind of crazy. It's wild. Now, I wonder if that's a political statement. 
kind of I mean, think about it. If you're unhappy, if you're unhappy with your local government, right. and this is already a, th- well, I'm saying this is already the something that's happening in that city anyway. So you like, nah, you gonna get this right on the steps, yo. Twenty right. pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just doing some googling. It says that uh, they believe. I don't know if this is just cover up speak or not, but. Uh, yeah, we're a conspiracy show now. Um, they say that the twenty-pound bag of crap was believed to have come from a porta potty, which is still kind of disgusting. Hey. Like, mm-hmm. like aren't they? Uh, uh, Who's bagging that up? That's gross. I I don't know. Like, I thought I don't know how they get that stuff. I mean, out it's of a it's a cleaner right. that comes um, out and it it goes. It's almost like a vacuum situation where they clean it up that way. Right. Like, there's another tank that comes out and cleans them out. I've I've been on enough construction sites. To know ain't nobody coming out there with no bag. Right. <laughs> They're just like, let me uh right. let me just ladle this out. I promise you that'd be the first and last day of work. Like you want me to do what? <laughs> the, I want you to pick up I'll, that porta pot. <laughs> nah, B, I ain't gonna be able to do it. Exactly. <laughs> Point me to the unemployment, yo. <laughs> let me get that Chick-fil-A application. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't know, man. This is this story was and the fact about it is this article is so long. Like if it's on BuzzFeed, I might post it in, in the show notes. There's a couple of articles from the Chronicle about it and stuff like that that documents the number of instances. And since 2000, uh, 2015, it was like at 9300 uh, occurrences that they document. And then it jumps up to like 16,000. That's insane. It is. That is insane. Like. Rent is already stupid high in San Francisco. You got, you know, five people living in one apartment and everything like that. But uh, I think there's, there's I mean, that's some... probably why. Right. No, go that's what I, no, go ahead. I think I think you're going the same place I was going to go. Yeah. I mean, just talking from what Josh was saying, that's probably why they're getting. I was reading an article where they're getting about 65 calls a day. They mentioned about, you know, just people complaining about it. And when you're paying that much in rent for these million dollar homes, obviously you want to see, you know, you want to, you want your taxes to go somewhere where it's. You know, you don't got to deal with this kind of, you know, these little mint landmines. Right. Hey, that's what it is, though. But that's what it is. I promise if I'm walking yeah, down the street that's, that's and, and great, some yeah. overpriced sneakers and I and I get and I yeah. get some poop on them, we're going to have a problem. Like I'm punching a civil servant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Views from the back of the class is not advocate Whatever. punching civil get some, servants. Get um, some poop on my overly priced sneakers. We gonna have a problem. Well, I remember when we were there. Like, I wouldn't even. Uh, I mean, I'm a. I'm kind of a germaphobe. Joe is too. You know how. I, you know how I like <laughs> to wear flip flops. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's my guilty pleasure from last week. Flip flip flops. But um, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't wear my shoes in the hotel room. Like I would come into the door and then I'll take them off and then I put like my indoor flip flops on to walk around. Mm-hmm. Just because. People that's, are tracking that poop everywhere. Like, no, that's real. Like, I mean, I think that's a, a good practice to have in general. I know we're getting off the subject, but why would you track that through? I mean, that becomes your living space while you're there. Right. right. That yeah. whole situation so is crap. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this segment is is full of puns. And the crazy thing about it is, like, San Francisco is such a great place to it visit. Right. <laughs> and it is. No, I mean, like, we had a we had a good time. Like, I would go back. It's... You know, even we because we went to a couple of restaurants in the Tenderloin because they were really good. And I think I think the Tenderloin, I mean, for sure, it is a dangerous area, but it's I think it's over. I don't say I want to say overblown or anything like that, but it's not like one of those places you're, you know, you step across the street into and you immediately get mugged. 
I'm sh- I'm sure the idea of how right. dangerous it is 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 overblown like it is in many other places. You know, you hear about violence right. in Chicago yeah. or New York City or Baltimore or Detroit and you go to these places and yeah, there's you know things that that take place there, but it's very rarely as you know war-torn as the news might have you believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the poop is real. I'm cool in right. San Francisco. So, and I I'll stay on the Oakland side. Well, I just, just want to <laughs> <laughs> with the Golden State Warriors, they're actually going to San Francisco. I know, and I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Like they've been, they've been there for so long, and now hey. you're gonna jump across the bay. Got to go when where the money is, baby. Right? Yeah, but how much money is there if there's poop on the streets? <laughs> I mean, it's money. I mean, you know, it's money there. But at the same time, I guess what's what the bigger problem is is trying to figure out how to deal with the homeless. Right. Right. You know, yeah. as long as it's as big of an issue well, they- as it is right now, these five people they they're signing to clean the streets up. You know, it's really not going to do anything. Facts. And, you know, what's crazy is, um, you know, we're in Chicago and, you know, we have a decent sized homeless population here. But the it was nothing like I've ever seen in San Francisco. Like San Francisco was something to see. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is they were different. Like they weren't they weren't rude. They weren't aggressive, um, at least to us. They were just kind of like living their life. And, you know, if you, you know, had a, a dollar for them or two or something like that, they were appreciative, but they weren't, you know, hounding you like, or they weren't really, I won't say, you know, like accosting you or whatever. Right. So it was, it, it, it was just weird. It was a weird place to be, or weird to see that. And it was also weird to like walk everywhere and <laughs> have to worry about poop. I feel like there's probably a larger discussion mm-hmm. to be had around it because obviously you know the the amount of just human waste on the street does speak to a problem with homelessness which has been pretty well documented uh, about san francisco anyway and i know we're being a little bit insensitive of it but certainly not the the intent here but you got to admit the story is ridiculous like just separate from the real issue there just the idea that they have to hire a a poop patrol to to handle that it's kind of wild this is national. That's what news. makes it wild. Like, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what's crazy about it. And it's not all dogs. Like you can't not blame it on the, the animals. Like, no. <laughs> who weighed that? Like, who whose job was it to weigh it? They're like, hey, new guy. There's this big bag of poop. Not only do you have to pick it up, you got to weigh it. Let us know how much it weighed. <coughs> like, I'm <laughs> telling you, hey, you weigh it. I'm out. They hiring at Arby's, right? <laughs> okay. Ch- changing topics. You know, we're gonna jump back on comic books for a little bit. You know, the Venom movie's coming out in a few months now. We've gotten, I think, two or three trailers. I say I think three because I looked at one and it looked like it was just the, the second one with, like, a different scene or That's something. That's usually what they do, though. They'll, they'll like, cut so out the was... same couple of shots and, and rework them or maybe add a little bit to them, which I kind of prefer when trailer houses do it that way. So it feels like it's something different, but they don't give away too much of the movie. Yeah, I think the first, I think it's just two. So it was the second one. And they had a second one with an extended clip. I, I think you're. I actually, whoa, I think whoa, whoa, you're right. Whoa, whoa, I think that's exactly how it went out. Wait, but did you did you watch a trailer, Joe? I watched a couple of them. Yeah. <laughs> you sound did so you really? Shocked. Yeah. Cause he he doesn't I normally know. watch trailers. Yeah, no, I, I don't. know. No, I don't. He's doing that's his homework. He knew he was getting that's on the why show. I was shocked. Right. He's like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know something. With the trailers coming out, everything like that. I saw there was an article they were talking about. I don't know if they were saying reshoots, but just doing re-editing and cutting things out to get down to pg-13 rating because i don't know from the from the trailers i saw it didn't seem like they were trying to get an r rating um it's seemed pg-13 to me 
So, well, you can only show so much in a trailer he, like that anyway, unless it's like Red Band, then you can go full on whatever. I think it's dumb to chase a rating in any either case. Like, make a good movie, write a good story, and, you know, make the best visuals that you can make. If it if it gets an R rating, it gets an R rating. If it gets to PG-13, it gets a PG-13. I think when you are chasing the rating instead of chasing the story, that's how you end up with a a bad product, potentially. Right, and this is already right. coming in with kind of iffy in the in the minds of a lot of fans because people are like, all right, well, how do you have this Venom movie without Spider Man? I can see the vision now because I was definitely against it initially. I can kind of see where they're going with it, but I feel like this is another uh, another bad turn that Sony is making. They seem to be following the, in in the steps of another studio that we apparently rag on a lot on this show which is not really the intent but they're doing some similar thing so it, it makes me a little bit worried about this movie which studio are you are you talking about i will uh, not my mind's i will blank. not <laughs> you gonna have to go back and listen to previous episodes <laughs> <laughs> i agree with jb though because and like especially nowadays because if you look at movies like deadpool where it's a rated r movie the rating on the movie isn't affecting even the kids from going to see the movie nowadays right no, you know, so I think take it, it'll be taken away from anything if they try to condense it down or edit it to where it's PG thirteen. Exactly. Yeah, I agree because I remember going to see uh, Logan and Deadpool, and there being children, right. not like kids, like children right. in the in the uh, audience. And I don't know whether to judge the parents or be like, "Oh, that's cool, you're introducing them to comics at a young I'm age." I'm judging the heck out of the um, parents because <laughs> everything ain't for the yeah. babies. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's hard for me to to say because. Like, my parents are kind of too young for me, so I got away with doing a lot of crap that, like, a normal seven-year-old couldn't do. Like, I, didn't, I never had a bedtime, so, <laughs> um, yeah, I never did. I remember staying up to, like, 11 watching Conan O'Brien at like, six years old. <laughs> at six years old? What do you know about Conan O'Brien at six <laughs> <Right>. years old? <laughs> Dude, I remember, I remember, that's the crazy thing. I remember when he used to be on NBC with him and Andy Richter right. on his original set, like, back in... When he first took over after Dave Letterman. Now you're right, but I'm just saying the conversation that they talk about. Right, though, a lot of that would have been way not be in that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, but you know the thing about Conan, he has that. Um, he has that. Uh, uh not comical, but he's like that cartoonish yeah. humor. So as a kid, I guess it it played to me. I don't know because he was so animated and stuff, and he would have like skits and everything like that. But now you're right. But I, I mean, so as growing up like that. Part of me is kind of like, yeah, you know, let him see an R-rated movie. Yeah, not the worst thing in the world. But then watching Deadpool or watching Logan and be like, oh, yeah, this is kind of not gory, but just graphic right. for someone so young. And so. I imagine that's where Sony is coming from. Like going with the PG-13, you can you can get more butts in the seats. And I get that. Like you mm -hmm. have to you have to be able to put butts in seats because this is a business before it's anything else. But at the same time, I think that in certain cases doing that, you're watering down the potential material like venom is not right. a nice guy at best no he's an anti-hero but not like batman this is an anti-hero more like dead people like people people die in very gruesome ways mm -hmm. when when venom get out i mean you look at his face dude got 79 teeth just on the top row <laughs> right <laughs> we're not settling this right. with a handshake so i think it lends to a more uh, adult themed you know uh, visuals and potentially going for the r rating 
Right. Well, not to tie into our earlier topic of poop, but he did he did threaten to rip off the guy's arm and legs and let him roll down the street like a turd. And Venom takes place in San Francisco. <laughs> I'm just saying. They, they know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know what the budget is for Venom. Um, I was trying to find it. I don't think it's been released yet. I'm guessing it's probably... In all these Marvel movies, because of the success, I don't think there's really... They're saving any dollars when it comes to the budget. Right. I agree. Well, I, like, I was just going to say that I think the budget is probably like $100 million or less. They're going to make that regardless, whatever the rating is. Right. Now, when they hit the uh, the two hundred million or you know half a billion mark, um, I think that will impact it a little bit. But like I said, just uh, just focus on making a pretty good movie and, and a good storyline, you know, and, and tell the studio to chill out because that is what could make or break this movie. Because from what I've seen of the trailers, I th- it looks pretty good to me. I, I'm but the fact that you know it's absent of Spider Man, that's a negative for me. I mean, I I I can kind of see how the story would exist without him, but. To me, it's kind of like... I mean, you can do it. I just kind of feel like it's a it's a stretch. And I could buy a Venom movie, but what it sounds to me like they want to do is create a Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. That's where you lose me. Like, Venom, all right, Venom can, yeah. make, make, well, he I... can make that happen on his own. Some of these other characters are pretty... Their only connections to each other is through Spider-Man. So how do you make this work? Like, why do I care mm-hmm. about Black Cat at all? And why make a Black Cat movie? Like, why not just make a movie about a thief and go from there? You don't have you don't even have to put it, you know, in this universe because a big part of what Black Cat has to do with is, you know, the the you have to pardon the pun for this one, the cat and mouse game that she has with Peter Parker. You know what I mean? So without without that portion of it, you lose a lot of the character. So what are we doing here? Well, I think what I think with Sony in this Spider-Verse that they're planning, I think, well, first, I think they're they're banking everything off of Venom. Like if Venom does well, then they're going to go full steam ahead. But what I, th- I, I think, and I read somewhere too, and I don't know if this person has insiders just speculating like we are, but what I think is they may be banking on it is having a cameo in the future. And I don't think, um, of course, Spider-Man is actually a Sony property right now on the on the big screen, and they're lending or sharing him with the MCU or in Marvel. But I think this is where the mouse's big shoulders, I guess, kind of push into the equation. Do you think Disney, and this is the problem I have with, with Disney and Marvel, is that they're they're really two separate companies, even though, you know, we talk about them like they're one big company. They're really They're really separate even though Disney's influence is, is obvious. But do you think uh, Disney is going to allow Spider-Man to be in an R-rated movie? I don't see why not. Yeah, I mean, because Disney has their adult movies that they that they produce, you know, aside from what's, you know, what's really tailored to the kids, you know? So, I mean, acquiring, acquiring Marvel like they did, I don't think... I mean, look at, like, The Punisher, you know? Yeah, that's not for kids. <laughs> Yeah, that's no, no, but I and I agree. But Punisher is not on the big screen. Punisher is on TV now. You're right, and 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 I think that's the, the difference between I th- I think what Sony is doing is trying to keep that door open for a collaboration with Spider Man and Venom in the future, or maybe a cameo or something like that, because that would be epic. Kind of, but I almost feel like it's a step backwards because if you've created this this movie that really should have Peter Parker you know prominently placed in it and you create this world without him and then you bring him in at the last minute what would be the point other than you know we get the 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 gasp in the audience and it would be dope to see don't get me wrong but i just don't from a from a filmmaker's perspective i don't understand how it serves the story at that point 
like what how how do you make this relationship happen or you know if parker comes in on the end of it why would the symbiote care about him at all right oh well i'm not talking about just just venom i'm just in this movie i'm talking about you know the sequels that they have planned but even with that i mean the point still stands i don't understand what like why they would why they would care about spider-man in general unless you know spider-man somehow gets gets involved or gets in his way with something he's trying to accomplish other other than that i don't quite see you know what the what how they would tie the two together nope or it make it make sense yeah i mean because we love movies that make sense yeah that's about that's about probably what they're banking on too from the standpoint of someone who doesn't really know too much about the comics besides watching the movies with venom from what i'm hearing being an anti-hero i know like uh like punisher is also considered an anti-hero right yep mm-hmm. how are these characters I guess differ like what are their um like what's their, i guess their objectives venom more more so because i know what punisher you know i watched that and all that well i don't want to say like in the movie it's it's hard to say i think part of the movie will play is self-preservation and also just kind of wanted to do his own thing i think the anti-hero part will come in from uh from eddie brock's influence on the symbiote in that mm-hmm. consciousness or whatever i think that's where it come in like that sense of justice, that sense of doing right and wrong or ultimately what's right, even though at the end of the day, Venom probably doesn't care about the average person walking down the street. Uh-huh. But Well, I think where it differs is um, they're both lunatics, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> right. uh, what happened with Venom, as far as him becoming an anti-hero, it became a, um, it was a thing that he did just kind of after making peace with Spider-Man. Like he had this obsession with trying to kill him. Uh-huh. And uh man, I can't even remember when when Lethal Protector came out. Like oof, 93, 94, something like that. Something like that cuz a video game came out on Sega Genesis wow. in like 95. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. But it was he he became, you know, this anti-hero just on a, a, a an agreement that he made with Spider-Man. He was like, "Look, we're going to go ahead and make peace. I'm going to let you live on the condition that you're not committing any crimes so he bounces from new york and goes out to san francisco and that's where you get you know the anti-hero version of of venom um he's seeking out these other like victims i guess not not the victims but the uh, perpetrators of crimes and kind of taking them out as opposed to being a one that commits them sure right but it was just based on may having made peace with spider-man with uh mm-hmm. with punisher his whole thing is vengeance basically like right. unresolved unresolved issues with the death of his family and right yeah. ptsd honestly like the man was at war he couldn't protect his family all he know is you know eliminate the problem in front of you right and that's what he was doing he's like look i couldn't save my family but i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure that i can you know try to save the next person's family and if that right. mean i got to off Whoever, that's what I'm gonna do. Right. I feel like that wasn't a great explanation, but <laughs> it's best I got. That's I best it, I got, Joe. Yeah, I think it is because I mean, when you talk about heroes versus antiheroes, I mean, the only thing that it probably separates them is, I mean, not the only thing, but one of the big things that separates them is like the level of force or the the uh, the the I can't think of I can't think of words today. The um the line I guess that they'll cross, and you know, will they take a life to protect a life or lives? Right. But other than that, I think it's the ultimately kind of like the same, okay, the same uh, agenda or objective. Right, it can, it um, can be. If, I mean, if it, yeah, it can be. Because like looking at the trailer when he's in the 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 corner store and um, the guy comes in who's trying to rob it and he like 
I don't want to say transforms into Venom, but he confronts the guy as Venom, and where he talks about ripping his arms and leg off, and they were led to believe he's gonna, you know, bite his head off or something like that. You know, if 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 he really was, you know, uh, if he was just lax about not lax, but just casual about protecting people, he just would have like strolled out and been like, okay, you know, peace, you're on your own. Just give the guy the money and the cash register versus like standing up and confronting the guy. Right. So right, and I suppose if you're a straight hero, you find a way to incapacitate him without scaring him to death. Right. Mm-hmm. But too, I think, I mean, that goes to something that you said a little bit earlier, and that could just be the influence of the two entities on each other. You know, Eddie Brock not wanting, he's not the stone cold killer where the symbiote is like, I don't care. Everybody got to die. Right. And I mm-hmm. guess the relationship between the two of them is a constant battle back and forth and they, they meet somewhere in the middle. So, and I think, and I think in one of the first teaser trailers, there's a scene where Eddie's talking to the symbiote, like when he's pressed up against the wall, and he's like, "We, you know, if we're gonna hurt people, we only hurt bad people, right. or something right. like that." Um, and the symbiote's kind of like, "We can do whatever we want." Uh, so I, th- I think there is that battle of the consciousness or meat in the minds or somewhere in there. Right, mm-hmm. and that's interesting, just in and of itself. After seeing the trailers, I, I think I am a little more interested in the movie than I was at first. I am too. I am too. It will be interesting to see what they will have to cut if they are going to try to be a PG-13. I mean, I don't really know what the MPAA allows or disallows, but... I think at this point, it's, it's just like overly gory stuff, right. and then obviously no F-bombs, no breastuses. I think you can, you can do two F-bombs a movie, I think. Okay. And be okay. Or at least one. Yeah, I think you can get one. I didn't get one, and I just distinctly remember the one from uh, X-Men First Class. Right. That scene where, like, Riot is, like, killing the entire room of reporters or whatever. Yeah, that's... Because at first I was like... That's villainous. Hmm? <laughs> like, ain't no anti-hero oh. there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I gotta save all these people, but these people are in my way. Let me cut them in half <laughs> and, and save that kitten from the Right. Tree. I'm looking forward to it I'm going to check it out. What about you, Joe? What do you think? I didn't know much about it. Just seeing it from seeing other trailers, you know, leading up to whatever movie I'm seeing and then talking with a couple of people about it. I mean, I'm definitely, I'll definitely see it. Not knowing anything about it, though, to be honest with you, if I didn't, if I didn't hear anything, I probably wouldn't even have checked it out because from the, the first trailer that came out, it didn't really grab my attention at all. Really? It didn't. It didn't. Gotcha. I can see that because I think a lot of it relied on you knowing Part right. of the story to care exactly not straying too far but it's it's crazy because they're hedging their bets in this film so they're they got a couple movies like craven the hunter uh mobius planned and to me those seem those movies i don't understand how they work without spider right right those ones i feel like sony put those on the shelf and save them for spider-man homecoming you know three and four or don't use them at all because <laughs> So just on that note, I heard that the villain for uh, Homecoming 2 might be Hydro Man, which I am okay. not looking forward to at all. Yeah. Like, you had way better options, I think. Yeah. I don't know. That, I remember the, the Hydro Man storyline from, like, Spider-Man, the animated one when we were kids. Right. And I was not thrilled with it when I was, you know, not watching Conan O'Brien and watching cartoons. <laughs> um hope that's not it or i hope maybe he's like just background villain or something like that right i mean and that's just a rumor for right now but 
it is a rumor that I've gotten from a couple pseudo credible sources. So we'll see. I mean, all we got to do is keep an eye on uh, on uh, kids' uh, uh, Instagram. I'm pretty sure he'll sp- yeah he'll spill it for us in a, in a couple days or so. See what's funny? I think he does that on purpose. Like everybody get on him about that. I think that's all planned marketing. That dude ain't stupid. You think so? Yeah, maybe. I think some of it, some of them are slip ups, and I think some of them probably are staged. Man, that's too much yeah. money on the table to be messing up like that. Exactly. Because I mean, whenever you see people, these actors being asked about what they have coming up, they say they can't, you know, they're not able to right. talk about it. So for him to do that, obviously he knows, or someone who's managing him knows that he can't be leaking information. So I'm sure it's just part of the marketing plan. Yep. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, he is kind of young. And some of the people who are like, oh, I can't talk about it. They've been in the, they've been in the game for a while. Right. And they didn't grow up. They didn't grow up in a, in a world where it's like instant access to everything. We live in a world where, you know, celebrities are kind of in, if they choose to be in constant, you know, contact with their fans via Twitter, Instagram or whatever. Some of the other guys like Will Smith's or Tom Cruise's, they came up in, you know, they had fan clubs where people wrote them letters and stuff. And if they saw them on the street, that was kind of like the only interaction they got. So. Hey, mouse about that bread, brother. They, (laughs) I'm sure, I'm quite sure somebody would have told Tom Holland, Hey man, anybody can be replaced. <laughs> you can go if you can't get this right. We'll go get a uh, little boy from Harry Potter. He'll be the new Spider Man. Better get your act together. Wait, wait, who are you talking about? The kid who played Harry yeah, Potter? Yeah, they're about the same age, aren't they? I know he's a little bit older than Tom Holland, but I think he's like thirty. Yeah, he's yeah. Is he that old? Yeah, I think I don't know. He's up there, man. Now I saw something online that they said they want him to be cast as Wolverine, and I was like, no. I saw that. I don't hate it as nah. much as I as much as I thought I would when I saw the image. I guess not. But, um, I mean, I don't really want it, but I could, I could see how you could make that work. Yeah, he's twenty nine, so he's he's like ten, five, six, seven years older than Tom. Okay. Hall, so okay, yeah, so that probably wouldn't work. Actually, the picture I'm looking at, he's like kind of scruffy looking. I guess he could pull off Wolverine, maybe. He is, I guess he's only five five too. So that appeases a lot of people. He had to get real big though. Oh yeah, definitely steroids. <laughs> I'm joking. Views from the back of the class does not advocate taking drugs. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to talk about with Venom? We'll we'll see what happens with the movie. Yeah, and I'm sure it's like we get closer, we'll, we'll get more information and see things. But still in a still in a must see list for me. So yeah. Hope the studio doesn't get too involved about censorship and you know trying to get it to fit this mode. We'll see. Really good segment to have is just us talking about our bad TV shows or movies or things that we've seen and just talking about the laugh laughable moments and just how bad they are. Black Lightning. It's not really, uh, it's not really a lot of redeeming qualities to it. It's, I get what they're where they were trying to go with it, but it was just not, just not good. Um, where are you at right now? What, uh, what um, episode? Uh, I think I got pretty far in the in the series. Okay. I want to say like episode nine or something like that. Okay. I know I've gotten as far as. Uh, they found out about uh, the tailor. The tailor told him, you know, his story and how he came to to be in the area or whatever. Right. That's about the last notable thing I remember. But it, I mean, within within literally ten seconds of me watching this show, I knew it was gonna be garbage. Yeah. The very first scene 
it was so heavy handed. Like and and that's how it always is. Everything in the show is so clumsy. Right. The the first scene of this of the series is him in a car in the rain getting pulled over by the police. <laughs> the police are like comically rude to this guy. Right. And his the way he speaks is ridiculous. Like, all right, I get it. He's supposed to be well spoken. But why you gotta put on this like Shakespearean performance just to say a sentence? Right. It was crazy. And if that's not how you talk when, when you get pulled over? I mean, that's exactly how I talk when I get pulled over. Oh, so it's true to life. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like the show. I like the show. I mean, it's, it's a bunch of corny parts to it. It could have been done better. But that's I like, the thing. I mean, it's super about, corny. Yeah. I mean, first of all, his, his little plastic suit that he has on, it could have did a lot better job with the yeah, suit super yeah, that he wears. But, I mean, as far as, like, him being a principal and then kind of uh, being a vigilante, kind of protect the neighborhood... I mean, I respect it, but it just they yeah. could have put a little bit more thought, you know, and into it. I mean, it's kind of, I think it's a good series. It's just too they didn't put enough thought behind it, you know, to make it to make it how it should have been or could have been. I think. Right, and I guess they have to make it for the CW audience, but it's it's a lot of stuff that's just it's just over the top and it's is super corny. Like right. the scene when um uh the the daughter broke up the statue. Right. Sorry. These are like really big spoilers. <laughs> My bad. Let me go ahead and throw that spoiler alert out there. Uh, if you have not watched Black Lightning, the series has been done for, for quite a while now. But if you don't want the series spoiled, go ahead and uh, go ahead and uh, fast forward a couple minutes. Do you recommend even watching the show? Like, I would recommend watching it. Just give it a chance right. like you may feel differently than i do like even now joe and i are talking about the same show and we can recognize how corny it is right he i think he likes it more than i do and as much as i said i don't like it i, I watched several episodes so <laughs> <laughs> i say i say go ahead and you know give it a shot but um i already know where you're going with the spoiler alert though but go ahead yeah yeah with a statue and right. then, like come on man how <laughs> that was so corny yeah now you're right <laughs> you you will not replace us. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, man. The corny part about it was that, so she used her power, and only the statue broke. The people around her ain't moved. They weren't shaking not at all. Not moved at all. Right. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, things like that is what makes it terrible, you know? Right. Right. I mean, just the fact I mean, that they you... did that, though, that was a little bit too on the nose for me. <laughs> right. Like, all right, with these, uh... Charlottesville happened. It's a real thing. It's an issue for black people. And now you want to present this black family and tackle black issues but i think what the show is misunderstanding is well i think what they're trying to do is they're trying to replace the huxtables right i mean I, I'm, just, I'm just kidding i think that's what they think they're doing though this guy. i really do but what what the showrunners or the network wherever it's coming from are not really realizing is that you know issues that affect black families are issues that affect family mm-hmm. it just so happened that you know in certain cases they're black and that's where they kind of lose me because they're so heavy handed with all the black stuff right. that it just comes off corny. Right. Gotcha. So I have a quick question, though. So that scene where they break the statue or whatever, uh-huh. like, are the people who are standing around not reacting like the main characters in the show? Or are they like extras? They're just extras. They weren't even ever seen again as far as I can remember. Right. Gotcha. 
Okay. So they're just like, so it's it's like bad directing. And they're just like, hey, something amazing is happening, but uh, you guys aren't interested in it. So, you know, keep looking at your smartphones. And no, no, I mean, no, so no, 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 no. They were, they were marching around the statue. Right. Like, it was supposed to be a, 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 their version of the Charlottesville rally. Oh, and okay. the statue was uh, some unnamed Confederate hero. So she. So wait. So the CW starts right out the gate, like. Oh no no no! This events. wasn't this wasn't the first episode. This was further in in the series. Yeah. Oh okay. I'm sorry. I got lost. Nah, it's all good. I'm I'm kind of all over the place with it. That's but right. that's just one that stands out. Right. It's it's a couple of more that are the same thing. Like just his interactions with the students. Some of the things that he says. Yeah. He keeps dropping all these quotes from people um, as, as teachable moments. And again, these things are good in general, but it's just the execution of it is so horrible. I have a question too. Sorry, because I don't I don't watch this. So I know it's bad, but is it like a fun show? Because it has it has its moments. Like it was it was entertaining enough that I kept coming back, even though I complain about it a lot. And it is corny. It is definitely corny. But I've come to accept it in the space that it exists is it's just another cw show they all are kind of corny in some way or, or another is it better than supergirl i have not really watched supergirl enough to say okay yeah, i caught about 10 minutes of supergirl before i cut it off <laughs> <laughs> and it probably wasn't even the first episode i just seen it you know i think it might be good but, <laughs> you know yeah, that was terrible but the thing about the cw is like i'm not sure what the budgets are for these for these these series or who has them, but obviously the money, probably a low budget, let's, let's see if it works, you know, and if it goes good, we'll probably put more money right. into it on the following season type of thing, but. I'm yeah. sure it was something like that. Yeah. They need to go ahead and put some money into some acting coaches, though. <laughs> right. Hey, so, I mean, are there any, um like, are there any TV shows that you've seen that are on these, well, yeah, TV shows that you've seen besides, like, you know, the Netflix, but, like, the CW, Fox, you know, um, public access, I guess. Not public. Yeah, I guess public access TV shows that you've yeah, seen, like, broadcast have been. TV. Right. Right. That that you have enjoyed, though? I have. Um, as far as, like, comics, or, you know, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually used to really, really like The Flash. I haven't um, really checked for it the last couple of seasons for similar reasons to what I'm saying about Black, Black Panther. Black mm-hmm. Panther. Black Lightning. Right. And um, it's hard to keep track or or try to catch all the shows because there's so much content out there exactly so i kind of let the cw shows fall to the wayside but flash was good um Mm -hmm. cloak and dagger was pretty good uh it's hard to get into i think if you don't recognize or you're not familiar with the storyline because it starts off pretty slow right but that was good um runaways was really really good even though i guess that's kind of on par with netflix yeah i mean i haven't heard of that one yet Runaways? Yeah, Runaways. Is, yeah, Runaways. runaways is good. It's, it, it's on Hulu. It's on. Okay, might check it out. But like, uh, the um, Gifted was pretty good too. I think I heard about that one. I haven't seen it though. And uh, Legion. Legion is really good. I think you will like Legion. It's Legion it's, is good. It's super trippy. Uh huh. And it, 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 it's one of those shows you kind of have to pay attention to. Like you can't have it on in the background. Right. Because right. 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 Something will happen, and you'll be like, "That doesn't make any sense. Why is the kitchen exploding?" Okay. I'll check those three out. But yeah, Flash, I couldn't get in the Flash. I watched maybe like three episodes, but to me it was just it was as corny as Black Lightning was, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, it kinda it kinda is. It it got it got to that point for me. Like in the beginning, it was a little bit corny and I think it tried to take itself seriously, but it would it would have its moments so I was like, Alright, this is this is a little over the top. And then more and more of that started to creep into the show. So it, it I found myself not having as much time to check it out. Right. I don't typically watch like network TV, right. not because 
I just can't watch something for, like, 22 episodes. Like, cable and Netflix, they've slowly changed the way I, like, consume TV. So, first of all, I'm a binger, so I don't have the patience to wait, you know, 22 weeks to watch a show or let the show, you know, finish its storyline or something like that. I I just don't. So, most of the stuff I watch is either on cable or it's on uh, Netflix or Hulu or something like that. See, back in my day... Right. <laughs> it's shorter and stuff, so Netflix and Hulu um, spoil things for everybody. Big time. Well, not Hulu, because Hulu is like they're they're trying to like be in this new space and TV in this old space at the same time. Like they're trying to release stuff one week at a time. Like no, screw that. Give me everything at once. Right. Let me watch it, and then I'll see you next year when you release season two. Right. Like, I'm not waiting. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm. And I think that's how they keep their subscribers too, because. They, I'm they, the type of they're person. kind of making you they they holding you hostage in some ways. Right, yeah, because I'm not going to I'm not really going to keep a Hulu subscription if they if they release everything once like, you know, cuz it doesn't make sense cuz we're going into a, a new age, right? Where really what what they what Netflix and all them started to do is, you know, create an alternative to cable almost. Right. And they're really it's really just turning all those alternatives back into cable because you know, you're going to have so many different subscriptions just to watch TV, right? You have, you know, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. Um, they got that horror one. I can't think what it's called. They got uh, that other crackle and some are free and some are paid and, you know, all the CBS, all access and all this junk, right? Right. To put their TV sh- thing about Hulu, though, because like the CBS and all these other HBOs and I think Hulu kind of has the majority of those of the TV shows on it, though. And they're mm-hmm. getting movies now, but between I think Hulu and um, not even Amazon, but Hulu and I think Netflix, they kind of have it tied up to where you can just get what you want without having to have to different you know prescriptions. People are kind of getting away from cable now because they can kind of pick like with YouTube TV and all these other ones, they can kind of pick what they're going right. to watch without having a million different shows right. they won't even ever look at. You know, right? But then, but that's the thing is these cable companies in are getting smart. Like FX is going to have its own streaming service. So. Like FX used to have a. Uh, I don't know if you've yeah. been paying attention, but they They're, got bought by Disney. Oh wow! Oh, you're right. Wait, was FX included in that? Yep, they're owned by I didn't Fox. Realize it. They got all that. The only thing that they did not get was the was sports, sports and division news, right? and news, correct? And oh, that's wow. just because they already have that, so it would be they'd really be a monopoly at that point. Oh yeah, but they got all um, that. I didn't. I, yeah, I wasn't thinking. But yeah, Disney. So that that makes it easier. But Disney is doing its own streaming service. So what it's going to start doing is the deals that it has with like Netflix and Hulu. When those run out, they're going to let them, you know, they're not going to resign with them. So I think yeah. that's the case with Netflix. Um, not so much with Hulu because they still have. I mean, Disney owned a percentage of it already. And then when they bought Fox, part of that deal also was more stake in Hulu. Got it. So whatever deal they have with them, I imagine will stay in place. But they've already Disney has already started making moves to pull out with Netflix. Like after, mm-hmm. um, I believe after Infinity War, the Marvel Marvel uh, the MCU movies will not be available on Netflix. Not just that, but I think Lucasfilm. I'm I think quite sure. Deal. I'm quite sure that's that's part of it too. That those are gonna get pulled. right. Yeah, yeah. Those are gonna those are gonna get pulled. So I think it's ultimately like screwing the the consumer because now we're instead of paying you know 100 200 a month to cable we're going to be paying 100 200 a month to all these nah these uh i don't think it's going to go that way because i think what's going to happen is they're going to see it's not going to work people like that centralized like the netflix and the hulu 
So when you have these right. Disney trying to have their own, and then ABC, you know, not ABC because they own by Disney, but we have all these other ones trying to make their own streaming service. It's going to complicate things and oversaturate things. That's I don't think it's. I think it'll be renegotiated and come back. People are going to have twenty different subscriptions for everything they want to watch. You know. Right. But they but they're doing it already. CBS All Access. They already have their own shows that aren't on broadcast. Mm-hmm. But I think that um, uh, what's going to happen. I think Disney is going to end up being a, a game changer because they have so much content, especially with the Fox stuff now, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's going to almost force uh, their competitors to rethink their strategies. Like I don't see where CBS All Access survives if it comes down to the consumer saying, "All right." I got I'm obviously going to have to have multiple streaming services. So one of them is going to have to go or one or two of them are going to have to go. So let's see. I got Netflix. I got Disney. I got Warner Brothers, Hulu, CBS. Just with those, you know, that's not even mentioning like Crackle and YouTube and all these other ones. But just of the ones that we named, which ones have the least amount of content? Probably CBS All Access. Right. So that may end up being the one. Or, you know, it might be Warner Brothers. Like, you know what? It's competing directly with Marvel. It's like, all right, I can, I'm going to choose one of these two. Right. You know, because they're superhero based. Well, I'm going to go ahead and roll with the Disney because not only do I get the MCU stuff, but I get Star Wars and all the, you know, classic Disney animated films. And. Right. FX shows and uh, ESPN, all of that will be, in, I imagine, will be included, or you know, in some way, you'll be able to package all of that stuff up just in right. one spot. I think Disney's probably one of the one of the only major competitors that is going to give Netflix a hard time because if they I would decide say so. to release their own content, like instead of having like these Marvel, um, the Marvel shows go on Netflix, it can now be on Disney platform. So exactly. you know, so that's going to be I'm hard. I'm sure because, that's what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, but I think they're going to run in. They're going to probably run into issues because they they tried to go to TBS and try to get the rights back to the Star Wars films, and TBS said no. So I mean, ultimately, I think long term Disney will get them back, mm-hmm. but I don't think they'll get them back in enough time to launch their their uh, their streaming service and have all the the Star Wars movies available. Yeah, and I think what they'll only have is like the uh, Rogue One. Episode seven, eight, and nine, but the the other ones like the classic trilogy and the the prequel trilogy, they won't have those. So I think I I think um I I see what you guys are saying, and if I had to to put my money on who will ultimately win this, it will be Disney versus Netflix. Um, yeah, I don't yeah but, I, don't, I don't know man because I don't think Netflix is going anywhere. I don't think I don't either. It's too much. No, no, I, mean, I don't think so. Because even for the movies that are out there. If they're not, if they're not right. under like Disney, you know, um, or Disney subsidiary, they're going to have it on Netflix because they already have the customer base. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. and, and Netflix does have a lot of original content that's really, really good. Exactly. I mean, some of it is not great, but Netflix has put out some fire movies that uh, Message to the King was dope. Yep. Or was mm-hmm. a message from the King. Uh, uh, Beast of No Nation was dope. Mm-hmm. Dear White People and She's Gotta Have It was dope. Master of None Jaya. was dope. Extinction was is pretty Extinction. good. I, mean, I think their uh their their movies are, to me are kind of like sleeper hits. Like yep, and they could be hit or miss because for every you know every Extinction you get a Adam Sandler movie. I can't even think of any of the names of them. That uh, Magnificent Eight or something like that. I didn't. That's watch one that. of them. I didn't watch Trash. That. Yeah, The Cobbler. Trash. You're right. I like The Cobbler. It was bad, but it was good. Whack. But I don't think that was a Netflix one. I think that was one he did and he released to Netflix. Got it. The, 
Sandy Wexler, I think. That's when he did with uh, Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. I don't remember <sighs> I don't whether that was good that or one. not, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it was trash. Yeah, I didn't even see that either. <laughs> like I said, if, at the end of the day, when the dust settles and the, uh, the streaming wars are over, I think Netflix and Disney are going to be standing right. there. And uh, they're gonna both do well in their respective fields, what they're what they're offering. But yeah. I think right now, uh, I can't remember which one of you guys said it because both your names start start with J. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> but one of the J's. You guys said that it's gonna be up to the consumer to to decide. And I think in the next year or so, we're gonna see like huge shifts of people. Maybe not. I don't know. But we're gonna. It's gonna be reflective in the next year or so between you know Hulu, Netflix, Disney, Amazon Prime, and all those other guys. Because right. Amazon, they suck. Their interface is garbage. Hulu, their interface is garbage. Netflix has the best interface. Makes it easier to watch things and put content in front of you, even though they're not good at advertising their own movies. But I think all these things are gonna be tipping points where people are gonna get tired of having to sign into you know seven different things to watch exactly. the right. newest hit show. Right. Plus, if somebody has cable and they're paying $60, $70 for cable, and then they got Netflix. $60, $70 for cable? <laughs> what kind of cable you have? Well, I don't have cable. <laughs> but No, I know. I'm just saying. Right. Cable's like 150 bucks. Is man. it? Just the cable? Yeah. Cable, internet, modems, and all that stuff is about 150 I mean, you, for can internet get it. Too. you can get it cheaper. You can get it cheaper like than that, but right. it's probably just cable you get for 60 bucks. That's right. without anybody's exactly. internet. And who right. does that? But I'm saying if you just have like cable, um, you're paying $60, $70 and you have like Netflix, so you got $80, like who's the one that want to pay, you know, more than that to get Another a bunch 10, of, I mean, they might bucks. pay up to that, but even the inconvenience of having to log into different systems to watch certain content, you know, it's going to be too much for the right. consumer. So, but you know, what's going to happen. Ain't nobody, a lot of people not going to buy it. It's going to be, the homies going to get together. You get Netflix. I'm going to get Disney. Right. We're going to swap these passwords out. Yeah. <laughs> That's how people we don't are do, do that. What are you, are you trying to just trying to suggest that I may or may not have somebody else's Amazon Prime logged in at my house right now? I mean, <laughs> that's how some people get down. Nah, I, I agree. I mean, this is a huge segue from uh, what we were talking about, like TV shows that we watch and recommend or whatever. But it all fits. So for me, I don't. <laughs> to answer your original question, twenty minutes ago, um, I don't watch a lot of network shows, so most of my stuff is on cable. You know, so it's like. Archer is a go-to for me, and it's not all comic book related. I used to really watch Suits. I don't, I don't watch it too much anymore. I started just getting kind of crazy. I'm trying to think what else it is I watch. I watch The Center, you know, some miniseries coming back. I don't really watch too much unless it's, it's on Netflix, and then I watch it, and then I'm done, yeah. and then I wait for next year. Right. That's y'all problem with y'all young whippersnappers. <laughs> What's that? Ain't got no patience, young blood. Sometimes you got to let don't. the show marinate and enjoy the mm-hmm. artistic journey. That's what rewatching is for. You're like, oh, I missed that. How did I, how did I miss that? Because you was on because your thirteenth hour in a row. <laughs> Give it all to me at once. I don't, I don't need to, uh, I don't need to wait each week to to watch stuff. Dang millennial. I'm looking at this. Um, I mean, no, I'm just saying. I'm looking at this. Um, at the Netflix originals. They got a bunch of stuff that I didn't even know about on this. Uh, on this. Yeah. On this platform, man. I'm about to start looking at some a lot of this stuff. Yeah, it's out there. They got something for everything. Mm-hmm. They got like Anne of Green. What is it, Anne of Green Gables or something? It's like season three. They got trolls. Like they got stuff for kids. They got you know movies that they've put out or produced. Um, they have foreign TV shows. Yeah. It's pretty. It could be one stop shopping really. Yeah. Um, 
did you have any any homework that you wanted to to give out this week, JB? I got one, but I don't know about you. You know, I always got something. Uh, I was waffling between two of them, and I think I'm gonna save one for for another episode. Uh, and I'll just give you guys this one. So there's a there's a uh, a universe that exists under the company is called Lions for Lion Ford, and really how the universe starts is uh, there's an incident. Uh, an asteroid races toward Earth. Uh, you got these astronauts that go out there and something goes pretty wrong and then you get a whole wave of heroes and villains uh, beyond that. It starts off with an event called Catalyst Prime and then from there you get like seven seven different titles and it's all new heroes. Uh, it's a lot of uh, diverse voices as far as the, the creators, uh, the characters as well. And it's not just like racial diversity. It is a lot of uh, female creators, female characters that are dope. Uh, you even have a couple of characters that represent the community of people with disabilities, but still are able to be reflected as heroes. Titles are dope. So I would recommend, you know, getting out to your comic book shop. They're about a year out. So you'd have to, you know, do a little bit of digging. But there are some uh, some titles out there that are definitely worth getting involved in. Like I said, it was like seven titles that came out of it. I personally would recommend checking out Noble, Excel, and Superb. Really, you can't go wrong with any of them, but I would I would recommend those three under Lion Forge. I have one, too, I want to talk about this week. Uh, it's a comic book that, or, that was put out by the CDC. It's called uh, The Junior Disease Detectives, and it's called Operation Outbreak. Um, and we'll post the links to these in the show notes about uh, these two, the Lion Forge and the Junior Disease Detectives. But it's pretty cool. I downloaded it. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of for kids, so it's kind of a little campy in the beginning. But when you look through it, you can tell it's it's way better quality than that. Uh, do you remember when we were kids? They have those comics from Spider-Man, Luke Cage. And, and Storm. Uh, yep. Yeah. What was it? The Smoke Anti-smoking. Breaker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was that? Smoke Screen. Smoke Screen. Smoke Screen. screen. Yep. Yeah, this is not that. This is a better quality than that. So I, I was looking through it. I haven't finished it, but it's something to check out, especially if you have kids or young ones and you kind of want to introduce them to comics and things like that. This is a it's not a bad way. They're not going to roll their eyes at it. So Right. I mean, I think it's good to get a chance to, to explore some titles that are outside of the, the two big companies because there's a lot of content out there. Right. That I think we that gets overlooked uh, because we, we constantly get into this Marvel versus DC thing. Which I mean, that's those are the OGs for sure, but there's a lot of content out there. And what about any honorable mentions this week? It's kind of been like a, a, a low key week. Um, well, I will say this: um, Transformers the movie, like the original '86 joint, not not the Michael Bay travesty, but the actual. Hey, anime. hey watch, <laughs> watch the Michael Bay one because that made somebody really upset on Instagram. Really? Yeah, you, you didn't see the comment they called us uh, dumb. I did not. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Don't apologize. No, no, no. I'm sorry that I didn't make myself clear about how bad those movies are. I don't care that you call me <laughs> stupid. At me, bro. Those movies are bad. <laughs> they, were, they were pretty offended. They were like, Michael Bay's not even directing it. It's like, we know. It's still not going to. I don't think it's going to be a good movie. Got the Michael Bay stink on it. I know it's Steven, uh, Steven tonight, but it's... <laughs> I I just I will try to reserve my judgment. We'll see what happens with Bumblebee, but yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. But uh, the yeah yeah, it's uh, the original movie is getting a theatrical release. It's not going to be everywhere. I don't think it's that wide. But if you live in a um in a major city, 
you probably can get a shot at it. The tickets have already gone on sale. I believe it's September 27th is the, the day of the screening. So Google that, check it out. If you get a chance to see it, if you've never seen it, do yourself a favor and check that movie out. I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. You tripping. I'm dead serious. I, I wasn't even born when it came out. I wasn't even alive. I mean, you can't appreciate good stuff. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't born when the Mac came out, but I, <laughs> I can appreciate <laughs> I can appreciate how great that movie was. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to check it out. Stick um, yourself, Tony. Speaking of movies coming back to theaters, aren't all the MCU movies coming back out now for the 10-year anniversary? Yup. Saw that, too. I don't know if I agree with that one. That seems like a money grab to me. I'm sure it's a money grab, and I'm here for it. I don't have to see all yeah. of them, but if I had I the mean, time and the money at the same time, I, I, I might do that. <laughs> you have, wait, you have nothing better to, to do than go to the theater to watch a movie that you probably already own, have seen multiple times. But I don't have and... a theater in my house. Oh, the theater's a deciding factor. Right. Okay, I get it. Right. Yeah. Well, how about this? Just take some uh, Pepsi, pour it on the floor, <laughs> let it get sticky, <laughs> then take some popcorn, throw it around the couch, <laughs> and then uh, have a cu- invite right. a couple strangers in, and then you watch it. It's, it's right. basically the same thing. <laughs> have people talking on their cell phones. Exactly. You know, random lights. Yeah. No, but for me, <laughs> I just wanted to, to talk about, um, mention that Timeless, the TV show from NBC. So that is one, Joe, that I, that I uh, did uh, actually watch on network TV. But this season was, season two was actually shorter than season one. But Timeless is, it was canceled. But fortunately, NBC and the production company came to terms and they're going to come up with a TV movie to uh, wrap up the storylines from uh, season two and give the show a proper ending. So that's, that's some good news for fans. Cause you know, it, it always sucks when you're, you know, you're a fan of a good show and it gets canceled. It, right. It's left open. And also too, uh, Michael Caine shine some light on the ending to inception. And I don't want to know. You don't want to know. I saw the article and I I decided not to read it because I don't want to know what he says the ending is. Like, I, the movie ended perfectly. We don't know. What do you, well, let us continue to speculate. Like, having an answer, I think, ruins the effect of the movie, personally. Okay, so what was your interpretation of the ending? I, I want to hear both your interpretations of the ending. You know what? Every time I watch it, I, I, I find myself waffling back and forth. Like, when I first saw it, I was so convinced that the top uh, fell and that he got his kids back. Then I watched it again. I was like, nah, it was just wobbling. Maybe it didn't stop. I like that. I like that I can continue to go back and watch this movie, and I still don't really know what happened. I got to watch that again. I got to watch it again, because I can't remember. I remember seeing a movie in the theaters, but it's so long ago, I can't really. Oh, man, that movie is fantastic. You should be watching that once a year. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like it's a good Thanksgiving movie. Like, it's always on around Thanksgiving. Yeah. That and Scarface, which is weird. Oh, I can see how those two go together. Yeah, obviously. My interpretation was that the ending was always real. That he actually did, he succeeded, he got his kids back. And that was the end of the story. Mm-hmm. If you want to be spoiled, I can post a link to Michael Caine's interview. Um, or you can just, you know, look it up yourself. I'm not going to spoil it because JB doesn't want to know. He wants to live in denial for the rest of his life. And we'll leave it at that. Check out the, the Maniac trailer if you haven't seen it. That's a new Netflix series. Uh, it starts a skinny Jonah Hill and uh, what's her name? Oh, Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, Emma Stone, yeah. That looks like it's going to be interesting. I think so. It's, it's kind of wild. It put me in the mind of Vanilla Sky. Huh. Yeah, I can see that. Well, Joe, I want to thank you for, for coming through today, man. We appreciate you. Appreciate being part of it. 
And thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe, uh, leave a review on iTunes, uh, and also tell a friend. So see you again next week. Peace. Peace. Cut the check.